0: Oh my goodness, y'all! Mm-mm-mm. Come on in, y'all. Come on. My tooth's feeling better, but I got a booster shot today. But we ain't gonna get to it. We're not gonna get to it no matter. Oh, y'all, throw a heart up if you can hear me. Throw a heart up, everybody. You can hear me. I see y'all requesting, but throw a heart up if you can hear me. Please make sure to let me know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, love it, love it, love it. All right, I'm gonna say a few words and then I'm gonna bring you people up. All right, first of all, welcome to Community Reviews, kind of discussion of the events that we just watched. Now, I'm gonna say, we talking about this, we talked about this incident for the past couple of days, you know, the writing of it, people talking about it, what actually happened all this stuff. And I'm gonna think to myself, watching it on screen and watching it literally happen watching the way he was talking to her watching how she lied on Taylor watching how she cried to get a sympathy vote about her mother I thought that was trash because literally that's what she did she cried to get a sympathy vote then she came out and told Daniel a lie. Daniel gets fired up and goes off on Taylor. Like she's a piece of shit. And watching Taylor cry in front of everyone, watching her being yelled at, and she didn't move. That's a strong. That's a strong bitch, tell you She didn't move. She stood there, so upset of what was going on. When she walked in and said, "Hey, uh, do y'all want to work out?" I was like, oh shit, mama, are you serious? Did you walk in here and said you wanna work out? I was like, oh my God. Okay, so when she said that, they started going off on her, well, he started going off on her, and she's all angrily responding. You know, that's thing you guys, but you know, uh, uh. Girl, you know you were wrong. You couldn't even come up with things to say when he was talking to Taylor. He was responding on his feelings and caring about you. So he was responding that way. When it came to you to respond, as far as when she was talking to you, I thought he was clean. You didn't have nothing to say because there was nothing you could say. You went not lied on this girl, this woman. And y'all both talked to her like trash, and that's a grown ass woman. First of all, that is a grown woman. And you would talk to anybody in that house like that. My stomach was turning watching that. The entire scene. And, and Jasmine would have, ooh. Give him a, a minute, Taylor. Could you give him a minute? Give him a space What the fuck she said. Bitch, go eat something. And shut the fuck up. The one thing I will say is that Amira did say something. I, I don't agree with that or what the fuck she said. But you still in that shit, Mark. You're still in that shit. That was horrible to watch, they're both disgusting. And I'm very happy the edits showed America, how trash they are. Nicole with her trash can, square box ass. Okay, I'm going to uh, add Morgan who was afraid first, excuse me, Peter, and then I'm gonna add Frankie. Morgan here at the floor.
1: Ugh, so many things to talk about. First of all, I just want to say, uh, I don't know if they've ever done this where they delay the veto meeting, but I'm so glad they did so that they could include that entire segment of events that happened, starting from Taylor talking with Monty about colorism and then the DR. I was shocked that they include that. I, I had no idea that they were going to include a segment on colorism, so I was really impressed by that. And it's it set it up perfectly for what was going to happen with Nicole twisting Taylor's words for no reason and everybody treating her unfairly just because of her skin tone. And I think that that was the perfect setup. And then I had no idea that they were going to include them saying like, oh, I wonder if it's Nicole's mom. Because I remember when it was happening, everyone's like, oh, I think Nicole got bad news about her mom. No, they were just talking game. And they were letting you all think that there was something wrong, which further shows how much of a nasty person Nicole is. And then you see Taylor go in. Well, first she said, Can we say a prayer? while they're saying how much of a horrible person she is in the other room. They included that as well. They also included Taylor going in and saying, like, you know, whatever you need to do, like it's okay. If you need to stop fighting, like I'm here for you. Literally innocent. So innocent. And Nicole immediately goes into the bathroom and twists what Taylor is saying to Daniel. And even before um, Taylor entered the bathroom, Daniel was already saying, like, she did the same thing with Paloma. Daniel, if you don't get out of here with that, he is literally scum. He is so scummy. Now, <laughs> the, the thing with the lays, that was iconic. I, I, we didn't even know she said that. But the Lay's thing, that was that was iconic. But she she was like, Oh, should I stop with the Lays? And he's like, No, with you being fake. And I'm so glad that she stood her ground there. But what I was really mad at was the fact that not only what Daniel was saying, which was horrible by the way, even though we knew some of the stuff he was gonna say based on the feeds. The way he was saying it and the way nobody was sticking up for her when he was yelling at her was horrible. How many people were in there? There was Daniel, Taylor, and then Nicole sitting there, and then it was Brittany and Michael, and then Monty and Terrence. So many people in that bathroom that could have stuck up for Taylor and said, I don't think she did anything. Or just say like, hey, don't, don't yell or don't speak to her like that. Nothing. The only person to say anything was Amira. And she was like, I was there and I don't think it was that bad. Now, Amira, I'm not going to give her any credit because she still sucks. But even when she said that, Daniel said, I don't care. So even when he's told, yo, what you're mad at, it didn't happen that way. He doesn't care because he hates Taylor so much for no reason. And then the, the other thing I wanted to mention is the way they kept bringing Nicole's DRs when she was saying the same exact thing over and over again. There were like 10 Nicole DRs where she's like, I really need to throw this competition so that we can backdoor Taylor. Girl, shut up. You're annoying and trash. But then I was so glad they included that entire segment of events. And then I feel like the leftover segment was pretty rushed, but I hope that they um, delve into that a little bit more since they delayed the veto ceremony. But yeah, as, as horrible as it was to watch, I'm so glad that they included the entire segment of events because now even the casuals, are going to see how unfairly she's treated, how nasty Daniel and Nicole are, and the fact that she did nothing wrong. So, that's all I got to say. Um, I, I'm
0: sorry. Hold on. Uh, on. I'm I, oh, Go ahead, Keita. I'm
2: to say it real quick. Keita, uh, Frankie, then BB. It's the order. I Go ahead, baby. Hi, everyone. I honestly liked tonight's big brother. It opened up a door to things that needed to have been talked about. But what really bothered me for me having four brothers and me being raised in a family that we are our brother's keeper, for those men, especially the black ones, to see that man talking to her like that, one of my brothers would have saw that. They went still be getting their ass off the floor right now. You don't disrespect in front of me. And he was two seconds from hitting her and somebody, and I don't see how much he sat there and just let that man, no matter if it wasn't his sister or not, let that man talk to him, talk to her like that. So I, I'm upset about that because that is triggering because they are supposed to look out for us. They're supposed to make sure we're okay. And I know it's a game for 750,000. And everyone's playing their own game. But you can't forget the bridge you were brought on. And that really bothered me to just see somebody just to get away with talking that. But it gave an uh, a sense, too, that all black women do not roll our eyes. All black women do not have to cuss. And all black women do not act as if they, the mentality they think that we have. She took that with stride. She still apologized for something she did not do. And to me, she came out to be the bigger person. That's all I had to say.
0: Okay. Um, I want to say, yes, she did. She did for being the bigger person. I understand that. But I, even if she was my little sister, you know, I, I it doesn't matter what I say or how I react to what I say. It's going to be a black woman who's angry. Doesn't matter if I say quietly, quiet or loud. She responded beautifully, you know what I'm saying. But it broke my heart to see her upset and no one was standing up for her. There's no way I could have been in that room. I could have hated Turner before I came in the house. I would have lost it with everybody in the house, including the ones who stood by and did nothing. Okay, so uh, Frankie, the BB, and then I'm going to add. Um, I think it was Avila, Jupiter, Amiri, and then Justin.
3: hey y'all what's up everybody i i'm so happy that i saw uh today's episode because y'all what i what i tell you i got super heated. like i just want to reach over there and snatch the fuck out of that nigga and just start punching him like what the fuck was daniel thinking like i was so pissed out. like nigga who the fuck you think you're talking to you don't you don't put a blame on someone just because paloma has uh mental like, are you crazy like, Daniel, you are such a disgrace. I'm so disappointed in you. And the fact that you treated Tater like that was piece of trash. I, Oh, I swear to God, if I ever in my life see Daniel, I will be the fuck out of him. If I see him, i beaten beating the fuck out of him. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're
0: choosing
3: violence today, I see.
0: Uh yep. <laughs> I want that. I I was
3: <laughs> and I'm glad he got the angry white man at it. He deserved that shit. Fuck that nigga. I'm
2: sorry, that was funny
0: as shit. Well. Um uh do you remember? I'm not gonna add too many because I I'm, I'm literally gonna forget. So, uh I know I can't Can you please Azza. I know I said Azza, Jupiter and Justin and I'm married, but I can't remember exactly what I said. Please of me all there. I, I thought I had
4: connected you already, but you were the first one. I know
5: that for sure, Azza Azza you had the floor. Oh, sorry, mine was loading. My bad. No, no, you're okay, fine. I would just like to say, you know, looking at from the episode and the DRS, it's just so disgusting how Nicole is being, you know, portrayed before this episode, as, you know, uh, this person who is girl's girl, this person who is, you know, here for the game. Clearly, she's not here for the game because if she was smart, she would take the underlying wing of Taylor and bring her into some sort of alliance or some sort of thing. But instead, she turns on her one, her bestie. I mean, does she not even consider like the repercussions that are going to come from this i mean good luck to her in the future but also just daniel is delusional when it comes to the way he was speaking to taylor like how does he think that it's acceptable to treat someone when he doesn't even know the facts he's listening to nicole another delusional 40 year old who doesn't know anything that's going on and is currently on the other side of the the Leftovers Alliance, and she's going to be, in the next two weeks, eliminated, hopefully. It's just so disappointing, and I'm very proud that Big Brother, for once, edited it in a way that, you know, allowed us to be angry. Because there's times when things have happened, like the Kemi stuff, when they really edited it in a way that, you know, you really didn't get angry. You knew this was happening, but you weren't infuriated. This time, there's no... Like no bullshit. Your I was very upset. It's just so sickening.
0: Yes, uh, Jupiter and a Mary, and then I'm going to add more I'm going to drop down.
6: It's going for you to be the other side of up here. And I added my girl up here. So you know. So like I said, uh, Jupiter and a Mary, please. So, hey, Queen. Hi, I'm so glad that they aired the bit about colorism and they showed how fucking cruel all these people are and I hope Daniel is the next to leave and I just like, I just started crying when I I just heard Daniel and Nicole treat Taylor like that and nobody in the washroom did anything about it. They were silent. They didn't say anything. They didn't defend her. It just broke my heart, and I was mad. After the crying, after this <laughs> sad part, I was just mad. Like, I was angry, and I'm glad. Um, CBS showed, showed a lot of it. And now, like, the casuals that, like, don't watch the live feed, they know what's going on. They're aware, and they should all be mad, too. And the whole DR part with Nicole saying how she kept saying – like, oh, I, I don't throw vetoes. And, like, it showed that, like, oh, her she was upset because she had to throw the veto. I don't think that was the case. I think she was upset that production kind of, like, let her know that her behavior was not appropriate. And I think that's why she was upset. But in the show, I don't think they can, like, um they they don't want the production talk. So I think they spun it in a way where it's about the veto. But I don't think it was. I think it was... About she was questioned about her behavior. I married, and
0: then yeah. Okay,
7: so um, I like have a really big problem with this editing. Like it kind of irritates me um, because it's like they they really can control a narrative so easily because they have so much footage to play with. And I really disliked um, seeing Nicole come out of the DR crying. We know she's not crying about her mom. We know she's not crying about having to throw a veto match. And I just really thought that that was just really ugly, how they made it seem like she was so tore up because she had to throw the veto match. And then, like, while she's crying, she's like, Taylor's such a terrible person, like, I just don't really understand. Like, that that should just never make sense to me. Um, seeing Daniel yell at Taylor was... Um, I mean, it was just disgusting. And it was—it was it was really... It, it was funny to see that she really did not, like, understand that he was yelling at her. Like, he was serious until he walked away. Like, she was, like, seriously, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is my regular banter with the friend and he was so dead ass. And I mean, what I, 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 what I will say is I don't blame him for being upset because he thinks that someone hurt his friend, but I don't believe that Nicole was hurt. I believe that she found a moment where she could be upset about something that Taylor said, even though nobody else took it that way. Nobody else took it as Taylor's telling you to quit because that's going to do better for her. That literally does not make any sense. Like, Taylor's never been a quitter. She's never even tried to give up. And y'all have literally put her through hell. And y'all know y'all have put her through hell. She's been on the block twice. Regardless of what y'all have done, which is a lot, that's, that's enough. The anxiety of being on the block, you can see it throughout their like their how they live day to day you can see it so it's not i mean you can see how tore up amira is and she's only been on the block for one day so i just feel like that all is it's really disappointing and it's really ugly and daniel the fact that it continues to the couch and he doesn't even like have the nerve to check how he's speaking to a woman. Forget that it's a black woman. You just really shouldn't be speaking to a woman like that in general. Especially if she didn't do anything to you. Like, there's just no reason for what he did and what he said. And the shit just doesn't make any sense. Like, he just... Like, the delusions that run through his head to try and make himself the protagonist in his own story is just... It's out of this world. Make him a damn writer. Because... Whew, that's all I'll say for now.
0: I don't want to say real quick before my queen speaks. I'm going to go ahead after she speaks. I'm Some to be people drop off. Don't, uh, it's easy for me to do it if it's not If many people here. Um, it's like a hundred and something people in here. To ask anybody if you want to put the tips on or just follow me and support the channel, support the brand, and uh, feel free to also support our team and we're the Black content creators and doing
8: things and talking about these conversations come here mama
0: Kamisha yes yeah? when are we fighting <laughs> no, I'm ready to fight when are we fighting oh, alright <laughs> did
8: you hear my yes I was like uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> when are the fucking fighting y'all let me tell you let me tell y'all something okay so I start the episode. They showed literally just that click, that quick bit of Daniel saying to Taylor, You can fuck off. I literally sent Kamisha a voice message and said, Are you doing a space after the show? Because I just saw that little like one second and I'm already hot. When I actually watched that entire thing, I literally hit pause and got up and walked away Walked away from the screen, walked around, took a lap, and had to come back. That's how fucking hot I was. So I'm disgusted on all levels. The words don't exist for me to say how disgusted I am by the way that Daniel spoke to Taylor. I'm disgusted by the way that Nicole spoke to Taylor because if you're really that upset, why would you say, I appreciate you saying that twice? I'm fucking disgusted by that. Then I'm just as disgusted with all of those people who stood around and said literally absolutely nothing while that was going on and they could see how fucking upset Taylor was. Because if you will recall, BB-22, when Bailey and um, Devon had their issue with Honda summer sales event, Cody was in the backyard playing pool. He heard yelling going on. He came in the house and stood behind Honda summer sales event when she was sitting at the kitchen counter because white men are trained from birth that they need to protect white women. So why is Taylor having an altercation with these people and there are two black men in that fucking house and none of them feel the need to protect her. Why is when she's talking to Nicole, Cootie's ass, bitch ass, is sitting next to Nicole with his hand on Nicole's fucking leg. There is absolutely no way I would have been in that fucking house and that would have gone on because I literally would have walked into that living room when Daniel was sitting down and I would have said, get behind me, Taylor, literally stand behind me. And I would have said, who the fuck are you talking to? Cause I'm confused. Who are you speaking to? And we would have had motherfucking words. and I would have said, it's me and you in this house, bitch. If it's the last thing I motherfucking do, you will leave this motherfucking house before me. It would have been World War Three had I been in that motherfucking house. Fuck all those bitches for standing there and saying nothing for that bullshit. Because it couldn't have been me any day of the motherfucking week. Period. I cannot believe that shit. I am disgusted. I am furious. Because as much as they described it, to see that and fucking watch that, it was worse than what I thought it was. And I told y'all, I do believe that production has tipped these people off several times. And I actually do think that they did say something to Turner. But I'm going to tell you this. After he watched that, it makes complete sense to me that he would be like, you know what? i'm actually gonna say something because that shit was absolutely completely totally and utterly fucked up i would much rather him have said something when it was going on they showed the video like it looks like he was asleep when it happened i don't know so i guess he found out later but i understand now why he's saying something because that right there that should never have happened in that motherfucking house ever So when Daniel and Nicole get out, it's going to be me and them. That's it. Me and them point blank period. The end. And another thing I want to say to tag on to what Kamisha said, I looked the other day, Taryn, um, over at Rob has a podcast. He has like 42,000, 42.7 something thousand followers on here. Kamisha has been covering Big Brother just as long as him, if not longer. She has like 14,000 something. So when we're talking about the disparity between black and white creators, that's the type of thing that we're talking about. So you're in here. You like coming to Kamisha's spaces. You like what she has to say. Please follow her so she can get the coin that Taryn is getting. Please subscribe to her YouTube so she can get the coin that he's getting. And if you like what she had to say, if you like what I had to say, please bonus if you could spare it, because there is absolutely no reason why Taryn is boring as fuck. There is absolutely no reason why he should have that many more followers than Kamisha. So let's try to get her caught up, y'all. And I'm a, I'm a mute my mic there.
0: First of all, that was a mic nice, drop. I know what to say. I didn't start crying, but it was pure fact. I do more, and I'm way more entertaining. You guys are just white dudes who had an idea and got on YouTube and the it for so long, you are a staple in that. Well, guess what, motherfucker, I'm here. And I said that shit. Hashtag it, please review. All right. Now I'm about to add Warley and uh, Joseph and then Sammy. But some of you guys are gonna have to drop off. Okay, but I know Morgan and Mary wanted to speak, but let me get them an opportunity to speak, and then I'm gonna let you guys speak, and like I said, it's gonna have to be a, a rotation going forward, okay? Uh, wait a minute, I just added Sammy and Warley. I don't know if anyone dropped off. I'm sorry. So Warley and then uh, Sammy, please, and then I'll go to uh, Mary and Morgan.
9: Okay, so can I? So I just want to check. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. so I just wanted to add on to what Betty said, because earlier, if you guys watch the live feeds, you can hear Daniel talking to Nicole, talking about how Terrence and Monty actually gave him validation for the way that he was treating um, Taylor. So he was like, since they were okay with it, that's what pushed him to increase his insults against Taylor. And that's what I have a problem with. Because if you have two black men in the house, that should have never happened. Because I know Terrence and Monty, even though Monty, he tries to deny his black heritage all the time. He swear he's Puerto Rican. But if I saw him on the street, I would see a black man. He was like, look, I'm sure Monty has black brothers and sisters. I'm sure Terrence has black aunts, sisters, and I'm sure Terrence have children as well. He has sister or daughters. And the fact that they stood there and watched Taylor be berated and disrespected like that on national television, and they didn't say anything, I'm not even talking about the people that were standing around, because we all know that they were sheep, and even the people in the new alliance, the leftovers, we all know that production told them about themselves, and that's why they decided to, you know, switch their actions, especially Joseph. I feel like he's coming off a bit, you know, too performative, but I don't care. As long as they change their actions, that's fine with me. But the fact that those two black men just stood there and watched Taylor be disrespected like that by a white man, nevertheless, completely disgusting. And even while I was watching this episode, I had to get a bit emotional because I know what it's like to deal with colorism in your own community. And I know that it feels completely terrible. So I just it's a lot. And that's all I have to say. Amen, amen. I got
7: emotional for that reason. Hold up, hold up, real quick.
9: Uh, Wait a
0: minute, hold on, baby. Sorry. Okay, so uh, I wanted to say, Sammy, that uh, that's um, that was a very emotional moment with me as well. I I struggled with that because it happened to me every day, even at forty-six. Um. Uh, Mary, um, hang on just a second. Um, You were going to be coming up after the Sammy, okay? Uh, the Sammy, you didn't speak yet, right? Okay. Hey, y'all. So, I just,
4: like, watched it and everything, and I'm just, like, disgusted. And it's just, like, I'm sorry, but does production go over these people? Like, does casting go over these people before they're put in the house, because trust and believe, if that was me, if I, if I was Allison, they would be out the house week one, okay? And I would replace them with uh, replace them with somebody else, because y'all are literally staying and bashing this black girl when she didn't do anything to you. Like, I know, and then Daniel had said something on the live feeds, I think it was to... A mirror th- that I guess production took some of his money or whatever because of how I guess he was I guess how he was treated in the house but but the fact that you told this w- woman to not speak to you until finale and then basically the house thought that that uh, Nicole was crying due to something with her mom and then make and you know them just. Making it seem like, oh well, it's Nicole's mom or whatever. But then y'all over here talking crap about Mm -hmm. Taylor. If Davon was in the guy house, trust and believe, y'all would have got y'all ass on on the block immediately. Go ahead, and Mary. Then uh, my queen Norahan was up. Go ahead.
7: I'm going to save the rest of my thoughts because I know there's other people who wanted to talk, um, but it was just one of the things that Worley said um, when Daniel was saying he got validation from uh, Monty and Terrence, he was talking about because he didn't want it to come off as racist and so he was telling Nicole, oh, you know, like If it was like a racism thing, then they would have beat my ass or something like that. Which I don't really feel like Terrence would have done anything, anyways, because he doesn't even believe that uh, Taylor is a sister, by his words. Um, So I just I really want to know what his wife thinks because there's no way that you can say that and your wife is what I mean. I don't know if she's watching live feed, probably not. But I just feel like. How do you say stuff like that and you literally have a wife at home you literally I don't know if he has a daughter but I'm sure you have nieces so it's just it's really I just wanted to point that out because it wasn't just like oh you didn't say anything mean to Taylor it was more like oh it wasn't racist or whatever but I'll save the rest of my thoughts I'm sorry
0: I'm actually going off and poochie's uh, message Queen, did you see this? just
8: posted? Yes, somebody, I responded, I I quote tweeted it, but this is what I want to say. So I see some people have put out the hashtag follow Kamisha now. So if y'all can quote uh, tweet the space and put out the hashtag follow Kamisha now, let's try to get these numbers up because the disparity is just too fucking great and the reason why I put my hand back up is because I forgot to say this part I don't give CBS hardly nothing and I don't give Big Brother less than that but what I will say is them playing those two scenes back to back Nicole and Daniel saying Taylor's a horrible person and then Taylor said can you pray for her and they cut The part where she said, I'm not, you know, really a religious person because I think they thought some people might not like that. And they just played the can you pray part? I said, "Okay, big brother, I'm not going to give you a lot, but I'm going to give you that. You ate a little bit on that. So I will give CBS Big Brother that. I forgot to say that part. Um, Jay just got brought up here. So we try to let the people who haven't spoken go first. So go ahead, Jay.
10: They should have called this episode Taylor, 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 because that's what it was from start to finish. There was no other scene that didn't involve Taylor's storyline. As disgusting as it was to
8: watch. I'm sorry, Jay. Sorry, sorry. I'm really sorry. Kamisha wants me to say tweet. So the hashtag should be follow Kamisha reviews now. Not just Kamisha. Sorry. So quote tweet the space and tweet that, please. Go ahead, Jay.
10: As disgusting as it was to watch. My bad, sorry about
9: y'all.
10: Yeah. Okay. Um, so as disgusting as it was to watch those full events happen, um, I'm really glad that they chose to use all that time to show everything as it needed to be shown. I'm glad they didn't cut anything out because I feel like in the past, even with like Candace's, argument with Aaron and gina marie uh bailey and davon they cut out a lot of important stuff and i'm glad that they showed from beginning to end taylor's treatment in that house Her uh talking about colorism them talking about how she's had a hard time connecting with people and then for them to just throw in that wild argument out of nowhere like i'm just glad that they showed everything so that the world can see who daniel and nicole are and for nicole before everything even happened to say that Taylor is a loose cannon. She basically just showed that she was talking out of her ass because she's the loose cannon. And I'm sure we'll see tomorrow her yelling and blowing up at three other people in the house. So I'm just glad that they showed, they showed their ass and that we finally can like, I'm not going to give, I'm also not going to give them too much, but I'm glad that like they actually did something right this time. That's okay.
0: Hey. Okay, huh? Um, I just added up uh I'm sorry, is it Warley and Ashley? Oh, Ashley with the E E and I'm gonna add the E Y. And I'm sorry I almost forgot. Let Morgan speak. I'm a little sorry I forgot. Morgan wanted to speak a little bit while ago. So Morgan and I think Wally already spoke already, but Ashley had spoke, yet, I'm so sorry. So be Morgan, Ashley with the E E and then the E Y. There we go.
8: Not to Ashley's. Go ahead, Morgan.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, the good thing about this is that because they put it in the edit, and because they're setting it up so that Daniel and Nicole are probably, one or the other is going to go home next week, I cannot wait for Julie to pull up these receipts. Because you know what? Julie Chen has been a disappointment. Let's be real. But now that they've edited it in, it's going to be fresh on everybody's minds, and they really can't come back from this, personally, I believe. There's 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 really nothing you can say to defend what they did. And I really hope she pulls an Aaron and a Jack and a Jackson on Daniel and Nicole. And I really, 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 really hope that tomorrow's episode is going to be just as good. Well, good in the sense that they're including everything they need to include. The things that they are including, they're horrible, but they, they're, they've been including the right stuff. And I really hope that they include Turner's entire speech. I really hope they show more of the leftovers. And I really, 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 really hope that they show Amira being a hypocrite about targeting black people because she had nothing to say week one when Terrence and Taylor were on that block. She had nothing to say last week when Taylor was on the block. But now when she and Terrence are on the block, she's going to bring up the cookout. Let's be real. You have not cared once about the cookout. And you know what else would be good? If they include the conversation that Taylor had with Amira, where Taylor says, I don't know, I feel like they just constantly criticize me you and monty in a way that they don't criticize other people and amira says well they don't criticize jasmine fully not grasping the concept of colorism and now that they've played that colorism segment it would be perfect for them to evil edit amira just as they've evil edited nicole and daniel and when she gets sent packing julie will be like so i heard you said this game was easy huh That you're safe, that you didn't think it would be this easy, that you enjoy getting people out, well, look what you're seeing now. The only way that you are going to vote for anybody in this game is America's favorite player. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Uh, The athletes are next.
8: (laughs)
11: um hello so I was the one who tagged on the push stuff because I was so burnt out over this Daniel argument like I'm so tired Daniel and Nicole but the push came out of like after the whole scene push tweeted out of nowhere saying oh I disagree with this happened like I feel Taylor. everybody in the comments was like what are you talking about and then he responds to us saying that the 24-hour feeds are not showing everything the same thing Paloma's saying right and all of a sudden, now he's putting quotation marks around microaggression as if it's not real. So now, everybody, do you see the quotes in the like ratio? Like, they're on his ass. And, like, you know, I don't respect, I mean, I don't expect a white male to understand microaggression or even point it out all the time. So I was like, okay, he's just making himself look ignorant, but it's pretty embarrassing. And it's like, this is just embarrassing. And the whole cast is going to do this. They're going to blame it on producers. They're like, y'all yeah, didn't see everything. Yada, yada, yada. It's just going to be annoying. Uh,
0: okay. Oh, I like that picture you um, got. We just added, I'm sorry, the other part. EY, Ashley, <clears throat> and then um Aisha, and then Warley, and then uh, Mary. I think Margaret. Is- Morgan
12: again, and then clean. You can see, you know, you do. Okay. Hey, hi everyone. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Oh, whew, this, I don't. I don't know why I watch this damn show, y'all. It just. It seems to just never get better. But this was this was something that, like, honestly, was like never before. It was like I was literally seeing red. My blood was boiling. With everyone in the cast. I literally have a bone to pick with everyone in the cast. And even with Brittany and Michael, because I hate how people just accept the bare minimum. They're like, yes, King, King. Everyone's calling Kyle a King. What's, what's, what's King shit about not being an asshole? What's, what's King shit about that? Because to me, that's just being a normal person. Wake it up. Anyways, and you have Monte over here. They're trying to have the little uh, moment where it's like two black people relating. And you have Taylor explaining how her experiences as a dark-skinned black woman, what she's heard. And then Monte's going to say, oh, really? Oh, really? That's happened to you? I was oh, like, I God. was... I, I fell was so off my of my... I was, so I was angry. like, No, there's no way. There is no way he is serious. A black man looked a black woman in the face and said, really? You experienced things? For being dark-skinned? What? And then he sat up there and said, thank you for teaching. I'm appreciating Taylor for teaching me stuff. Like, are you not a grown man? Did you not learn anything in your life? What? Like, that really... Like, I I get hard on white people, but I'm harder on black people because it's just so frustrating to see them... Like, they've lived the experience. You don't have to downplay. Stop trying to tap dance for people. It's so frustrating it was just really boiling my blood and then you have joseph who claimed that he was going to stand up for all injustices before he even got in the damn house talking about some in arab culture we respect our woman we put them front and it's like um so so what are you doing because it was just everybody was just standing there like it it just a terrence is a father he has a daughter and he just stood there just stood there and watched that happen was just so gross and nasty i It was very disturbing to watch because I understand being a bystander, right? If you want to fucking defend Brittany and say, Oh, she was the only one while all the girls were trashing Taylor. Okay. Whatever. You're the lone wolf. But when you're in a room and only one person is getting attacked to their face and you're still standing there to the side, what's your excuse then? Cause I, cause I truly don't get it because I'm, I get you saying, oh, it's going to hurt my game if you're saying you don't want to put Taylor up because you're just saying it to be with the house. But if you're just defending somebody, that's fucking human rights. That has nothing to do with game. So that was just, that was really flashing to me. And I was I was shocked that they brought up the colorism thing because I don't think these damn casuals know what colorism is, let alone racism, let alone microaggressions. So I was shocked. I was literally like, oh, we're getting the colorism talks. Okay, CBS. And it's just, like, very frustrating because they did the whole 5% person of color, and it's just, like, this is, where we're, this is where we're at. We're not even making any progress. And somebody mentioned earlier, you know, Julie Chen not doing anything. And it's true. Julie, she's too worried about doing prayers. Like, she's probably going to say, oh, Amir, I'm going to pray for you after she gets evicted. It's just, it's just very, and they, 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 they talk about, oh, well, we defended her in the DR. Of course you defended her in the DR because you're trying to look good for TV, but what did you do in person? It's just, it's just, I I don't even want to speak on anything Daniel related because I'm going to say some really nasty shit and I don't want to put that out there because karma is real and I don't want to wish something that I know might come back to bite me. So that's all I have to say. Okay,
8: so for those of you who are new to the space, we talk in between sometimes before it goes to the next person. So what I want to say is, I was very surprised for that little colorism lesson as well. I was not expecting that at all because um, I'm in the middle of watching Tiffany's uh, The Winter Circle podcast. She had Brittany from last season on with her, and they're discussing everything that's going on with Taylor, and Brittany said when she does her lives, half of the people are casuals. They don't watch the feeds. The other half watch the feeds. So the people who don't watch the feeds, they're like, why does everybody keep talking about people are bullying Taylor? Like, we don't understand what's going on. And so she's having to explain to them what's going on. So that's why I'm glad at least all of this made it into the main show, So people can see what is actually going on in this fucking house. If you are white and you are in here, a correction that needs to be made. Colorism happens among people of color, not among all races. White people do not experience colorism. So if you have not heard that term before, there is a clarification for you. Um, I, too, was very disgusted by the way that Monty acted in that conversation with Taylor because I did see a clip of that conversation, but that was not the part that I saw. So when he said that, I was like, bitch, you're the same skin tone as her. What the fuck are you talking about? But what I will say again for the white people in the room The treatment of dark-skinned black women and the treatment of dark-skinned black men is not the same. Dark-skinned black men are often desired. I'm not going to say they don't experience colorism because they do, but they are often desired not just by black women, but by women of all races desire dark-skinned black men. Dark-skinned black women are the least valued women in our society, probably in the world. So, I just want to make those points for people that do not know that. Hi Aisha, you are next. Hey. Um yeah.
13: Uh, so yeah, I have a few points I'm going to try to rattle through them quick so I don't rant on too much. Um one around Amira, and uh, someone mentioned it before, this is something that I see happen sometimes with biracial folks, the what I call the racial pandering. Um, she was raised by a white person with a white family. Therefore, I think a lot of her thought processes and experiences are going to be in that mindset. That's not her fault, but she is old enough now that she should start to be able to recognize that there is some disconnects there that she should address. And hopefully when she gets out of here, she'll be able to see some of that. But the racial pandering of how she had no problem with, you know, Taylor and um, Terrence being on the block week one and not seeing a color problem there. But when it's her suddenly, oh, now she wants to talk to to Taylor and relate on the Black side of her family. I think she's already figured out how to navigate that in her life, how she can use her quote unquote color status when it works for her. But I'm sure she leans into that whiteness when it benefits her as well. But you know what? I'm not biracial. I'm not going to talk about what that feels like because I don't know, but that definitely is a racial pandering thing that I've seen biracial people do before. And it's not cool because obviously, you know, the black side is not the part that usually benefits very much, but these are one of those ch- those times where that happens. The second thing I wanted to talk about was that I think the spotlight on um, what's going on with the colorism and all you know, the other fact that we've got Monty in there and we've got uh, Amira, who's biracial and we've got, um, uh what's her name jasmine who is light-skinned black like i think that this is a good highlight to show that within the diaspora of black people there is different experiences and different mindsets and that there is still a lot of ignorance even within the black community i mean people are saying that monty oh my god why is he so shocked but like you just pointed out massage noir is a thing and black men do not necessarily experience the same thing he may not have had people necessarily point out his dark-skinnedness as a bad thing. And again, he keeps referring to himself as Puerto Rican, so there's a whole other situation there that I don't want to get into. But in his mind, he may not have necessarily gone through that. He's not seen people directly go through it. But again, these are blind spots that exist in the community. And maybe this will bring this up and wake it up for other black people too, not just white folk, but black people to understand like, hey, hmm, am I treating dark skinned people differently? Do I maybe have some colorism issues I should be looking at? So I'm not mad at this being brought out because it is something within the community that can be highlighted and, and um, we could all learn from uh, if we don't know. Um, The other thing with Daniel, I'm going to say about that is the bystandering. That's what really pissed me off the most about it. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised at a white man screaming in a black woman's face. That's what they feel like they're entitled to do. They've been told that for all time. But I am pissed that not one single person, male or female, was like, why are you yelling? Everything about Taylor's body language was non-threatening, was shrunken. There was nothing giving the energy to return what he's putting out there. And not one person, I mean, you could see it in their faces. They knew it was wrong and they were feeling sick. But my God, stand the fuck up. Even you, with your you're only one of them has a broke foot. Why are you all sitting there? One of you could have got up and said, whoa, Daniel, back it up. Calm down. Step away. No, they're telling Taylor to go give him some space. Like, that's the only reason I need Daniel out of there. Because he did open a door for a kind of treatment that I am not okay with. Like, talking behind her back is shitty. But- the fact that he just said, no, I can just go up to her face and start yelling to her. Nah. And I mean, yes, I know the House guests know what's wrong. And I do, I don't know, maybe mildly think that BB will not let that happen again. But still, he needs to go for that reason. But that's what pissed me off the most about it was the bystandering. Uh, as far as all these comments for the people who left the House, I just want to say I feel like CBS has probably put some of a gag order on these guys. They know about all the bad press that's happening, and I think they're going to try to handle it in their own way, hence why they were so candid with this edit. But I think that's one of the reasons they keep saying what they're saying. We'll see what happens down the line. And finally, Taylor is too good for us all. I really do respect the fact that she does have that kind heart. Um, Like Ashley before me just said, I know it's very, very easy to want to wish all the evil on these people, but, you know, karma is a real thing. That's not the energy you want to put out there because, you know, we all stumble, I appreciate what Taylor said when she had her talk with Daniel, where she said, you know what, people shouldn't be judged on their worst moments. And I agree with that. I'm gonna give these people some time when they get out of the house to see what really happens, but I do appreciate her. She really is too good for this world and that's why I know good things are gonna come for her. So that's all I gotta say, thank you.
0: I'm gonna say this before anybody else said anything. Well, since people come out the house, they're being crappy. Let's speak about Pooch, for instance. He got the house. I feel like it's gonna be the same thing across the board. Now, I, I did say the other day that I feel like that, you know, a real cool person. I interviewed her friend. She spoke about how genuine she was. So the things that she's doing and exhibiting um, on our screen doesn't surprise me at all. But I want to get into this real quick. Tonight's episode, why are we skipping over uh, Jasmine, the Light who came to complete a competition and almost passed out in the middle? Is she going to win every competition because there's the incident? This going to be a medic on the set. So every time she's going to get H-O-H or video or something because, you know, she's going to fall down. She literally needs to have the scooter permanently attached to her goddamn knee. Why is she there? I'm trying to figure out why the fuck is she there. I'm so serious. Like, I wanted to ask you guys that. Why in the hell is this chunky? Okay. See? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> my bad.
8: <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't. Okay, wait. So I want to speak before we go to the next person. So um, I just want to piggyback on um, the end of what Aisha said. I've said this before, but I'll say it again in case there are some new people in the room. I firmly believe... If you are a lighter-skinned black person, you're a lighter-skinned person of color, we need to be the light, the loudest ones talking about colorism. Because that's not a burden that we want to put on darker-skinned black people or darker-skinned people of color. So they've been in that house 21 days. I've been talking about colorism 21 days. And you can't dismantle something if you don't talk about it. So I am happy that the, obviously, I'm not happy about what's happening to Taylor, but I'm being, I'm happy that the issue is being discussed so people can see how pervasive it is, how prevalent it is, and we can talk about what we are going to do as a community to dismantle it. So I am thankful that we are having these conversations. I'm thankful it was explained to people, even though, you know, had to make that little tweak that don't know what it is. And people are going to start having conversations about this and talking about it. And then let's move forward with what we're going to do to dismantle it. Taylor is 1000% too good for this world. I will always love her. I'll always stand for her. I was always right for her because y'all know if it was Sheena in that house, it'd be another motherfucking story. <laughs> so, because I'm not the one, the two, or the three, baby. Point blank, period, the end. I probably would have, got, have gotten evicted out of the house. And you know what? I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have cared because one thing, I didn't been to hell and I didn't been back. There ain't no white man on this earth gonna disrespect me like that. Point blank, period. Nobody's gonna do it, but especially not a white man. Absolutely, the fuck not. I've been talked over by white men in too many fucking meetings for me to do that bullshit. I'm not doing it anymore. Period. It's over. 100%. So, with that 100%. being said, oh, who's let me, let me, next, Kamisha?
0: on. I just want to say, Mama, 100%. I respect Taylor, but there's no fucking way I would have told everybody. I would have had my shit. I would have packed my shit up while he's standing there. What's you doing? I'm packing up my shit because I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you. And then I'm walking out of here. I'm serious. I don't give a fuck who don't like what the fuck I just said. And I said that shit. Okay.
8: I told uh, Camisa, so. she just started doing a segment on her YouTube where it's called, Yes, I said it.
0: I don't know. it's just a good idea, too. Now, look, honestly, I do not remember um who had up or whatever i know okay, work, Morgan, We just
8: Worley, we just Amiri. brought we just brought Dia and Jay up. Everybody else spoke already. So okay. Dia and then Jay and then Amiri, then Morgan and then Warley. I was supposed to be next. Oh, you're supposed to be next? Yeah. Okay, you go next Warley, then Dia, then Jay, then Amiri, then Morgan.
9: Okay, so for <laughs> For my final point, I just wanted to point damn, out world. that you can hear me? No, I said damn world, I wasn't
0: that, but don't care. Oh okay. So I just wanted to say that <laughs> BB <laughs> that <sounds> like, bitch. <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to say that BB Canada will always be much better than Big Brother US. Because ain't no one. They believe that if you say derogatory things and you be racist on national TV, you deserve to be embarrassed on national TV. And I believe that there was a time when somebody said the N-word, and they actually expelled them on national TV. And the thing is, Big Brother U.S. has the best history when it comes to handling the mistreatment of people of color in their house. And I guarantee you, without the leftovers being formed, they would have never even showed a fraction of what ta- what Taylor had to endure in that house. And it sucks because, you know, the leftovers, it took like, I believe, over a week to form it. And it sucks that they really just jam-packed it into three minutes on an hour episode. You know, I feel like they deserved more than two episodes. Let's be honest. Like, I'm glad that they did expose the truth. But Big Brother definitely needs to do better when it comes to Hinting microaggressions and the mistreatment of people of color in the house but you know that's the final point
0: okay um yeah she told you out of order i know the, the, the new- oh,
8: okay I, i'm here i was waiting to see if you were gonna say something uh, diva no. then jay then amiri then morgan
14: okay hi everyone um yes tonight's episode for me was really it was really tough to watch uh personally for myself I'm not a person who really like I can stand up for myself but I don't necessarily like confrontation and it was so hard to watch that because the reality of it all the, I, I know that this is not you know this is not fiction right like this is someone's reality the emotions on her face like it really got me going like in tears in tears in the situation because it was really tough to watch because seeing her explanation beforehand you can tell she's such an empath because she said i i truly believe when she says it because she said i take on people's emotions and feelings before my own and i consider theirs before my own right and i'm just i just want her like i know the voice is there i know the the confidence is there, whatever, but I just want her to stand up for herself because there's, and she has, and she will, and I and I believe it to come, right? When we look at the structure of CBS as a whole, it's, it's great that we got this little sprinkle about colorism and everything that's going on, right? The way they packaged it, I guarantee you, if all the hints that were being given to these people inside, uh, the DR, if they really did follow up and were like, well, guys, okay, oh, hey, we're being perceived in a certain way, we need to stop, and they just moved on, production would move along with them. But the issue was, despite the hints that they were getting, they continued. So because they continued, this leftover, um, uh, what's it called, this leftover alliance, all this stuff is not going to make sense due to Turner's um, speech, it's not going to make any sense. So we need to package this in a way that fits the narrative of the veto speech. In all the years that I watched the veto, like I watched, sorry, Big Brother, I don't ever remember a moment where the veto um, session was delayed. And I know someone was talking about this before. And I think that's what it is. We need to package this in a way that justifies the creation of this alliance, that shows the terms, like everything that's happening. to Taylor. Like I don't know if it's making sense, but it needed to be packaged in a certain way to make sense. That way, CBS kind of like steps back, production steps back and say, "See, hey, we did something about it. Now she has people. Now everything's gonna be great. It's gonna be fine from here on out, right?" When we talk about production as a whole, when we talk about change, when we it has to be at a larger um, at a larger. Sorry, my mind's all over the place tonight. You know, I usually got my words together, but at a larger position, a lot of maybe a systemic way, because what I mean by it is the people in production, right, are not representative of the people who are playing games or uh, playing the game or not maybe representative of the people watching the game, speaking about the game, doing podcasts, on the game, like they're not representative of it, right? So they don't necessarily need to then cater to that group, to that demographic. And that's why no change will come about because at a system level it hasn't changed, right? You can do this racial bias workshop, you can do this, you can do that, but it doesn't fit the narrative. And it's not, it's not gonna change anytime soon. I bet you said this nights before. See it changing in this lifetime or any time truly and that might be such a grim thing to say we enjoy watching the game but it is a reality of what is happening in a, in a larger scale in society and I just I feel bad for her I'm glad to see that you know that the sprinkle of oh my god nobody's saying any. that was the thing that bugged me because despite the fact that I don't like confrontation I would not stand there. Even with my hands shaking, with my stomach rumbling, I I believe 100%. Like I would have said something. And it's so sad. I don't care if I know the situation. I don't care what the issue is. You are not going to talk to her in that way. You need to sit down. You need to take a, You need to move. Like, something had to be said. I know I'm all over the place, but guys, this was probably the hardest thing to watch um, in probably any time that I've watched reality TV, right? I mean, we've seen so many other women go through this, but just the emotion in her face is going to stay with me for a bit. It was was tough to watch.
8: I want to um, thank you for your comments, your thoughts, Dia. I want to say to you, it was incredibly traumatizing to me to watch. And again, I'm a light-skinned Black woman, but I have definitely had um, white people mostly white women actually speak to me any kind of way and think that they could get away with it and so every time I see a white person acting like that towards a black woman it is incredibly triggering to me and that's why I had to get up walk away walk around and come back and watch the rest of the episode because I can't that's going back to the ancestors. Like I literally felt all my ancestors in my body fucking watching that. And another thing I wanted to say, somebody brought up about, you know, this new 50% thing that CBS is saying, CBS, if you're in here on your fucking burner, you cannot continue to put one dark skinned black woman in the house at a minimum. It's gotta be two. Because if you're only doing one, this is going to continue to happen. And I know you saw the cookout last year, and you probably thought, okay, we've got five. They're going to have each other. Mm -mm. You're seeing now why it's not working. At a minimum, you need to have two dark-skinned women in that house. Going forward, that's what it needs to be. Um, Kamisha, did you want to say anything before we go to the next person?
0: No. I'm gonna be up with you guys. Um, I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning. I know I'm a grinder, and also, I lose a shot. So I'm like, I'm going down really quickly. So, <laughs> um, if you don't mind, please uh make your responses away wanted to say quick, so I can rest. Now we'll be doing a lot of lives. I'm off after tomorrow, so we're good. And I just gotta, you know, gotta get up early. And then I want to hear my queens' final thoughts. But honestly, I think I've said everything I had to say. I'm pretty much just disgusted about the whole situation and
8: you know that's it. okay so we're gonna go amiri morgan jay we're not gonna speak in between because we're trying to wrap up for kamisha so then amiri morgan jay and then i'll give my final thoughts and then kamisha will have the last word
7: gosh i'm mad because i had like two points and i literally forgot one but um i did i did like that they included taylor's segment on colorism um i i guess like because i've experienced colorism myself and so like it's hard for me to like generalize the difference between colorism between the genders but i mean in general we know that the black woman is the most disrespected um person in the world and it's it's really hard to see um and I honestly feel like I'm just getting desensitized to the mistreatment of black women on um, especially dark skinned black women on in reality TV because as much as I was like I, I was feeling a little anxious, like I was shaking my knee. I feel like a part of me just wasn't angry enough. And I just feel like I feel like I'm just desensitized to it now and it's it really sucks because I can still feel it all, but it's just like a part of me is just like, damn, you know, this is just what happens. Um, and then I I remember it now. So something that's really been bothering me is the fact that they keep saying that Taylor is like a loose cannon or a wild card or shit like that. Like, I think that shit is so stupid. It makes no sense because y'all literally have not seen any of her gameplay like there's no gameplay. She hasn't been allowed to make any gameplay. So how can y'all say she's a wild card when she hasn't been able to... The the most that she said is, oh, I'm going to go for a guy. Now the most that she said is, I want Daniel's head on a fucking platter, as she fucking should. But it's like she, she hasn't been able to even say anything. So they keep saying it's like another microaggression and they don't even recognize that they're doing it. Like, y'all keep saying she's going to blow up. She's such a wild card. She's going to be like, a like no, that's literally you guys because you guys can't handle any type of emotional pressure because at the end of the day, y'all know that y'all are mistreating this girl and when you get called out about it, you walk out of the fucking, um, the diary room crying like a little bitch. Like, you're literally a little bitch. Like, I don't care. I just... I cannot stand police and I cannot stand people who over-characterize themselves. Like, like, you can tell, like, Nicole just is so fucking dramatic. And everything she's done is just so fake. Like, nothing that has happened is ever as serious as she makes it. And it's super annoying to see how she takes something, turns it around on somebody else... And then capitalizes on the negativity. And then says that that person is negative. When she said that Taylor was bringing negativity. That shit was just. That was just really annoying. And then my last part is. The editing is still not giving to me. Because. I wanted to see them highlight. Kyle and Joseph talking about how. Daniel and Nicole's treatment. Especially. And just the treatment of Taylor in that house. Was just. Not right. And we all saw Kyle and Daniel, I'm not Daniel Kyle and Joseph especially speak out in the h o h room about how Taylor was being treated. And I feel like some of that should more of that should have been shown within the episode. And like y'all said, I did not like that they waited till the last three fucking minutes to really form the leftovers. But I mean, you know, we're here. But that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I was- the thing that confused me is that this whole episode was very, like, Taylor-centered. And then we just get two minutes of, like, Jasmine fainting. It's like, nobody cares. Get to the competition. Nobody cares that Jasmine's fainting. Nobody cares that she's afraid of heights. And this hoe really had the audacity to make this announcement, like, they had medically cleared me for the competition, but- Due to my fear of heights, I'm going to sit out this one. It's like, we, we know that Turner's going to struggle lift you anyway. So you know what? Sit out. We really don't care. We really do not care. Okay? And I just thought, it's like, what a waste of time, like, spending two minutes on Jasmine um, fainting and some random, like, diary room confessionals about it when we could have had more of the leftovers. Seriously, that was the best part of the freaking episode. After seeing all of that bullcrap and mistreatment for 40 minutes, you only gave us five minutes of an actual resolution that counts? Only five minutes of them just being like, yeah, Taylor's mistreated, let's back to our Mira. Literally, they they didn't capture any of it. Like, the Joseph trying to get Taylor's attention, Fajita Gate. Joseph turning 25, Um, them basically breaking down everything that's happened in the game and how they've all been played, and even them asking Taylor up front, like, oh, what do you think about Nicole? And and Taylor was like, I think um, it was really nice of her to pair up with me. And they were like, Nicole has been saying some really bad stuff about you. And then basically telling her up front for the first time, yeah, Nicole doesn't like you. Nicole's not your friend. She is not the person you think she is. I wish they would have included that too because it makes so much more sense than Jasmine fainting. No one cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Jasmine fainting. Honestly. Honestly. And also, can I just say, too many commercials, too many commercial breaks. I think they spent like, over five minutes on commercials, they come back, Kyle's like, so I walk into the backyard, and I've never tried weed before. Like, setting up the competition, then you have Jasmine fainting, and then they go to another commercial break after only two minutes of content. They go to another commercial break. It t- too many breaks. Too many breaks, in my opinion. And I was, I was sitting there very curious. It was... It was um, 7.53 central time. And I was like, they only have seven minutes to wrap up this entire episode. And we haven't even gotten to the leftovers yet. It's like, too many commercials. Didn't need the Jasmine subplot. You know, they didn't include what they should have. I hope they include more of the leftovers playing everybody and um, blindsiding people about the vote. But I... I, (sighs) I don't know they could have just left that part out because it just didn't make sense with the way the whole episode was going it was very like Taylor Nicole Daniel focused and they just cut to Jasmine out of nowhere it was so dumb like and the whole thing like she's getting medically cleared right now just for her to be like yeah I don't want to compete oh my god that just annoyed me so much if you don't want to compete then go home you came here to compete whatever
0: I think Jay is, uh, Jay's
10: last one, right? You know? Yep. So can we just talk real quick about the fact that Taylor is so used to how these people are talking to her that when Daniel was kind of going in on her, she thought he was joking. No one talks like that. No one talks to any normal person like that in any conversation. And the fact that she could sit there and be, like, thinking that that was joking and that was just normal to her, and no one found that weird, that's not okay. Like, no one should be talked to like that at all, especially no grown-ass man talking to a woman like that. And the fact that she thought it was just a joke, like, that really just irritates me because that's really showing you how she's being treated in the house. That shows you, like, the way these people talk to her and talk about her. And she's and like, oh, that's just a joke. Like, no, that's not a joke. That's not how people talk to each other. That's not okay. And the fact that they let him continue that in the living room and no one stepped in, that's not okay. And I think there needs to be some real change in CBS because this is starting to become their legacy. We're starting to see this season by season by season by season. And I don't understand how they don't want to see this change. They need to step in. They need to... They need to do better training. They need to get a more diverse people behind the scenes. Like they definitely need to fix this because I don't think they want this as their legacy and they need to fix it because this has been going on for years, for years now, and it's getting tiring to watch. And the fact that Taylor's so strong, so like like if we just think about her week real quick, she got yelled at for 10 minutes by Nicole and Daniel. The next day she was told all the girls hate her. And they've all been talking shit about her and that she was supposed to go home. And not once has she really shed a tear in front of these people. She did do it in the diary room, which is okay. But the fact that she's so strong to like not even just break down in front of these people and not let them see her break down. I really applaud her for that. And I just like, I really want the best for her because I just, I feel like afterwards when she sees everything, she's really going to have to go through a lot of therapy it's going to take a lot of work to get through what was going on behind her back in this season and i just i really hope that she can get through all of that and to daniel and nicole uh i fear for them if anyone in her family or any of her friends see them because i'm sure it'll be on site
0: thank
8: on you on the fucking sorry on fucking Thank you for that, Jay. And this is just what I want to say quickly so that Kamisha can wrap up. So y'all heard me say this in these spaces before. You know, it's time to retire the word microaggression. Uh, You heard Kunti and the talk about that they had uh, unconscious bias training. Here's the thing. Does unconscious bias technically exist? Yes, what these people are doing is willful racism and colorism day in and day out. There ain't nothing unconscious about what these people are fucking doing. When we first started trying to talk to white people about racism, I understand that people wanted to hedge and all this and that. Because if you just tell white people you're racist, they're not going to hear anything that you have to say. I get it. It's 2022. 2022. We saw a man assassinated in the street for eight minutes. We are past the coddling, the soft talk, the easing you in. We're way the fuck past that. It's racism, white supremacy, point, plank, period. I don't want to hear nothing else. So going forward, that's what I'm going to fucking call it because that's what the fuck it is. And I, again, I just have to say, Nobody can deny what we're seeing. Nobody. There is no other explanation for it than what we've said. Racism, white supremacy, white privilege, and colorism. Because Taylor has done nothing to those people. Nothing. There's nothing you can find. You can watch the feed 24 hours a day. You won't find shit this woman has done to these people to give them any reason to treat her the way that they have. She sat there and was crying in Nicole's face and Nicole went off on her. And I agree about what Jay said is that she's so used to the treatment because when she said, I thought he was joking, I had the same reaction that you did. I was like, why would you think that was a joke? He was talking to you completely disrespectfully. Why would you think that's a joke? There's nothing funny about that. So I was actually so surprised when she said, he's not joking. I was like, girl, So that tells you what she's being subjected to for the last 21 days. Um, When her mother finally does speak, I will be very interested to know um, what her mother has to say. Her mother seemed like she don't play. So I will be very interested to see what her mother has to say um, about all of this. I'm also going to be very interested to see how CBS is going to try to fucking clean this up. I don't know if CBS has told Pooch and Paloma, like, you can't say certain things. If they have, you should be saying nothing. You should not be on social media act trying to gaslight all of us and act like we didn't see what we saw. Because it's not going to work because we're in the real world. It's not going to work. Trying to talk shit, turn the comments off, put in microaggressions and quotation marks. That's probably the first time you fucking heard that word, pooch. Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. So what I will simply say is the final judgment awaits from for everyone, and not one person in that house outside of Taylor Hale is seeing the pearly gates. And I will end on that so that Kamisha can go and end the space.
0: First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody because of the support that I received. I get re- I've been receiving it a lot lately, like I said, like I don't receive it, but you guys with the hashtag, you really moved me. Thank you, Sheena, for saying what you said because y'all literally showed out tonight. And I want to say um, I do appreciate you guys. With that being said, I want to say that being a dark-skinned, well, let's say, say I'm brown, whatever. I'm a black woman, regardless of what the tone, you know? And having to deal with somebody yelling in my face, um, I worked in retail for years. that a lot of managers who felt that it was okay to talk me to this certain way. I've even been told you don't sound black. My white person. I've been told all kind of crap. But I grew up in the military, so I didn't, you know, um, necessarily group around a bunch of black people. And me just be honest, and so I've been told all kind of crap where I had to defend myself. Taylor doesn't know everything that's going on behind her back to understand that. Now, the way he was talking to her, I saw Taylor tonight. Like, what I mean by that is that I think that if she genuinely thought he was coming for her in the beginning, I think she would respond differently because she was coming to him, like, in a joking way, like, boy, stop, get out of here. He was being serious. Like I said, when she came in there and said, you want to work out, I was like, oh my God, Taylor, like, what's happening? She literally didn't realize man felt this, such a hatred. And to him, I'm not even going to defend because of said at all. I'm anything that he did. But Nicole spun that narrative by going there lying. She knew, she manipulated Daniel because she knew he was going to blow up, but she went there And was like, oh my God, you just saw me crying, upset, all emotional and everything. So I'm just going to tell you that she said, you can go home if you want. But at that moment, Whatever they told her in the DR, she felt threatened by it. I don't know because they told her she was wrong. People looking at her, maybe because she pissed off because America actually thinks she's crap. Maybe they told her that. And that's in her head like, damn, when I get out of here, they're going to drag me. Well, but they don't know what's going on, so I'm going to still be the queen of the half head. You know what she said to me? knowing that she's lying because she wanted a reaction. She wanted everybody to react like, oh my God. Now, mind you, they didn't react at all, which is still horrible because they sat back and watched her do that and watched him do that to a woman. And that was really to me, and I said it yesterday that I said, I was trying to, I sort of said it earlier, and I think we've been married, and this is what I said yesterday. I know it's a race, and I, I understand that. But the way he spoke to her as a woman. Oh, man, I grew up in Louisiana, man. I had uncles, I had uncles, uncles, dad, all that stuff that I had. They're no longer here. But I can just remember seeing them do things. If someone blew wrong my way, looked at my way wrong, spoke in above a whisper, people getting dragged. And you got these two black men and if you didn't say anything this entire time, which you have not, this was the moment bruh. You could have said nothing the entire time. Like I said, you didn't. This was the moment that you should have said, okay, now hold on now. Now, wait a minute or whatever. That's all, that's all I had to say. I am about to crash very, very hard. Thank you guys for following me. Please make sure you follow um, Sheena, aka Baby Boop. Make sure you guys follow me as well. I'll be doing Ready to Love Premiere from Own Network is on Friday. So I'll be doing a panel on Saturday. I'm doing Up, Working Twice on YouTube. It'll be on Twitter too, y'all. Facebook group, Facebook group if you follow me. And I'm also doing uh, the last part of Love and Marriage DC reunion on saturday night so we got some things going on make makes you follow and i've on twitter spaces um probably the whole weekend i'm be ready. so yes ma'am
8: are you wait are you gonna do a ready to love space use that as premiering on friday
0: yeah i'm probably gonna a ready to love space on friday because we'll go live on the panel on saturday
8: okay so one quick thing i forgot y'all um So tomorrow night is when I do my show uh, covering the Challenge USA. So it's going to be right after the eviction episode at 10 p.m. I didn't watch it yet, but I'm hoping it's gonna make me feel better after this complete fucked up shit that i just watched so if you watch the challenge usa please come to my show tomorrow night um at 10 p.m i'm trying to get a special guest to come so hopefully that will happen at some point and yeah follow me if you want and if Kamisha's gonna be on here all weekend talking about big brother i'm probably gonna be right along with her And as far as, you know, Daniel feeling the need to defend his friend, it was not his place to speak to Taylor about that. If Cole wanted to speak to Taylor about it, she should have. Daniel did not need to be involved, so I don't feel any sort of grace or sympathy for him about him defending his little friend or whatever. Like, y'all are not fucking. Relax. Fall the fuck back. And that's it.
0: Oh, one more thing. i um working on an interview that I want not say anything about until it's final. It's a show that I actually don't recap, but I love the show that I watch it. So I will keep you guys posted on that as well. I don't want to say anything. Um, actually, I'm to go to interviews. I don't want to say anything until it's on TV shows. Yeah, I cover all reality TV. Maybe so let me just put it out there. I am the
12: queen of that. <laughs>
0: all right. I'm done. I'm sorry, I made myself an accident. I'm done, I'll I'll see y'all next
1: time, bye.